We're the Sweden Tenor Audience. This is our tribute to Morrissey and the Swiss. Famous, but like for example, I understand that you're very big in Mexico. Yes. Why Mexico? Do you I think? I don't know. I don't know. But it's um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I don't know why. Have I think it's the, the passion in the music and the have you very performed there a lot? Yes. They're very passionate people and they like to hear about reality. And um, here I am. Always been outspoken? No, I'm not outspoken at all. I'm really not. I just strongly opinionated. Well, I'm just uh, an ordinary person in many ways. I just um, speak the, the words of ordinary people. Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. I am your host, Tom Gallagher. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. In fact, this week, we are traveling to the shorelines of Los Angeles, where we chat with lifeguard, the legendary Mexican Morrissey, Jose Maldonado, of the Sweet and Tender Hooligans. It's a tribute band of Morrissey and the Smiths, and it's last for over 30 years. The Mexican-American community is in love with Morrissey. They've been for a while, and I could not be any happier. The reason for this phenomena is not fully defined. Morrissey is a lyrical genius, and his productivity has never declined. For example, let's listen to a sample from his latest album from 2020, I Am Not A Dog On A Chain. The song is called Knockabout World. It's not 
So before we get into the interview, I just want to do a disclaimer that we are pro-Morrissey in this interview. There's no drama going on. During research for the interview, there was a series of questions that I found on Yahoo. And I, and I guess people are asking, are they allowed to like dismiss? And the answer was, you can like dismiss, but you cannot like Morrissey because he is a racist. And I'm saying, okay, people, I don't care about this. I have an emotional intelligence to enjoy the music and marvel at Morrissey's extreme talent. Through the years, we've had personality issues with Elton John, Woody Allen, Eric Clapton, Michael Jackson, Van Morrison, Macy Gray, and I could go on. And I still like their work. You're going to hear some birds and wind. And the, the reason for that is Jose is a lifeguard in L.A. And he's at work doing the interview. The Sweet and Tender Hooligans perform in both English and Spanish. And in this interview, we're going to focus on more of the English recordings. Now, let's get into the interview. Jose Maldonado, welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. I started going through your material on Spotify and on YouTube, and you guys are fantastic, just fantastic. Well, thanks so much. You've uh, been doing this since 1992. 30 years this October. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you look like him, you sing like him, you move like him. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I don't know how you, you do it. Thank you. Uh -huh. Have you found, like, through the time period that the, the fans are even more rabid than before with the Smiths and, and for Morrissey? I'll tell you what's, what's amazing is that these kids today, they've never had more access to music than ever before. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you and I are, are probably of the same vintage. And uh, we had to basically find stuff for ourselves and whatever the radio was pumping at us or whatever our friend who lived down the street said, hey, I've got this new record you ought to listen to. That's what we were discovering. These kids today, they have access to everything, you know, in the Spotify era. So I'll tell you what's amazing to me is that they're gravitating towards it without any outside influence like radio. It's kind of standing on its own. They're discovering these bands on their own, on the merits of like how great and timeless and how relatable the music is to them even today. I think that's what's fascinating. You sing in, in Spanish and also English for these songs. Mm -hmm. What is the Spanish connection? Because I think that is interesting too. The Smith's lyrics and more, you know, Morrissey's lyrics are really on on a whole other level of emotional, you know. Um, and he has such a he has such a command of language, not unlike some of these some of these Spanish language songs that are so fatalistic and so ultra romantic. I, it sort of speaks to a certain, a certain kind of person that is drawn to that sort of fatalistic, unrequited love, passion stuff. I just saw a YouTube video of him doing a residency in Vegas. And uh, I was there. Oh, great. Well, he looked great. He sung great. His... Uh -huh. Conceptually, the uh, what was going on was great, and the crowd mm -hmm. was crazy, <laughs> like okay. they fanatical in a sense that it was almost like Beatlemania ish. Because he's uh, oh god, when you when you're seeing Morrissey live, um, I sometimes I wonder is it is it the is it the experience of hearing him sing his songs, or is it the experience of just being in the same room with him? Yes. and breathing the same air as him. 
And yeah, you, you kind of can see that, especially you, you, you'll see those, uh, you'll see those people who make it onto the stage to be able to hug him. And you kind of see that look on their face. Like at last, now I can tell you, now I can, now I can let you know that you, you made me experience something. And, and I, I want to thank you for that. You, you see that, that gratitude in their faces and in their, in their in like the way that they embrace him when they finally do make it up on stage it's it's a breathtaking thing to watch I yeah poor guy let's scared out of his mind <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to a sample of the 2021 single that was released it's a cover of the jam classic that's entertainment that we were talking about in his music it, the, the word I may pronounce it wrong it's a Portuguese type of music called fado and okay. it's a it's a form of music characterized by mournful tunes and lyrics often about the sea and the life of the poor and infused with a sensitality of resignation fate and melancholy and boy does that fit other than the sea part <laughs> it yeah, fits right. a lot of his lyrics <laughs> yeah, that really does. Wow. Yeah. 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 The one thing that I did when I went on YouTube is I went in and the first thing they said is, is, am I still allowed to like the Smiths? And it was a, oh. one of those questions. The answer was no, you, you can't like Morrissey, but you can like the Smiths though. And you're not a racist that way. Morrissey has been very topical as, as long as I can remember. <laughs> He's not somebody who's ever going to take anything back. Yeah, you know, and that's that. That's nothing new. That, I mean, he's been doing that since 1984. You gravitate towards the music. You're, you're gravitating towards lyrics. You're gravitating towards the experience, and not necessarily the person's politics. Yeah, you know, he's just a a cranky old uncle that hangs out at picnics, and you love to talk to. <clears throat> you know, that's all. Uh-huh. Like, why would you say no to talking to him? He's cool, <laughs> right? We're going to put links on your site so people can take a look at you. Do you guys ever feel like you're available for international touring or you guys stay put on the West Coast? Uh, we, uh, the five of us all have day jobs. The five of us all have lives and families. And, but, uh, but we do make our way out to the UK. We do make our way out to, um, been to Mexico a couple of times. We've recently representation for Spanish language countries. So we're hoping. Uh, very soon we'll be able to like uh, do a proper tour of Mexico and South America with our Spanish language songs. Let's just do a top five. What are the top five songs that you have to play in every show? Oh goodness. Um, 
because there are those songs that mean so much, maybe mean so much to us emotionally because of the lyrics. And then there are those songs that we love to play because they're just great live songs. You know, I love the way we do November Spawn to Monster. I love the way we do that one. has a very, very special meaning to me, uh, lyrically, emotionally. There is a light that never goes out, even though it's one of the most obvious ones. How could you ever get tired of a beautiful song like that? And the uh, the emotion behind that moment in the darkened underpass when you had the chance to tell that person and, you know, you just couldn't do it. Who doesn't still love every second of that moment of there is a light that never goes out, you know? Because I want to see people and I want to see lights. Driving in your car, oh please don't rub me off because it's not my home. It's there when I'm welcome no more. And if a double-decker bus crashes into us, to die by your side, such a heavenly way to die. Every day is like Sunday is a beautiful band sing along. I just love it whenever when you hear the entire audience in unison singing that chorus so loudly and beautifully and oh.
Big Mouth Strikes Again is one of those rock and roll tunes that just, you know, drive at the heart of every 15-year-old boy in you that feels like you've got all the energy in the world to just rock and roll. So I guess real quickly, those five random rapid fire would be my, uh, those would be my answer, I guess. <laughs> Do you have a favorite album between the Smiths and, and Morsi? Favorite album? See, that's yeah. better than asking for a favorite song because they're all my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, it's hard to, um, oh, it's hard to really, uh, <sighs> wow. I mean, the obvious one for the Smiths is The Queen is Dead. That's the obvious one. It's certainly the album that made me a fan. But it's just so perfectly... It's just so perfectly arranged from, from beginning to end, you know, uh, and song after song. The, the, the song that follows makes perfect sense, and uh, there's just such a... There's just such a, such a proper sequence to it. So I suppose with the Smiths, uh, the Queen is Dead being the obvious one, and I think most people would say that's kind of the universal favorite. And for Morrissey Solo, I guess it would be Vox Hall and I. For the same, I'd say for the same reasons, uh, the songs were uh, the, the the songs each sort of come after each other in the in the right order. It, it, Morrissey was going through a pretty tough time in his life. Some very beautiful moments in that in in that uh, in that album, and. Um, at at the time, he'd finally uh, he and his uh, he and his uh, two two co-writers at the time, Boz Borer and Alan White, were both contributing songs for his catalog, and I think he kind of got the best out of them in those uh, in that moment in particular. So yeah, Vox Hall and I, I would say for Morrissey solo. You still work as a lifeguard in L.A. I can hear some uh, birds in the background. That- yeah, <laughs> I made a career out of it, and uh, uh, been doing it since even before I was a hooligan. Uh, so yeah, about God, what am I? Thirty-three years into the job now. Jose Maldonado from the Sweet and Tender Hooligans. I thank you very much for joining me today on Something Came from Baltimore. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Thomas. I hope you're enjoying the Mexican Morrissey episode of Something Came from Baltimore. Something Came from Baltimore needs your support. Subscribe to the show and then listen to that show. And if you're not really into that artist this week, play the show anyways with a volume down. In fact, sort through all your unplayed episodes and make sure you run through them. Then subscribe to another site like Amazon, iTunes, Google Play. And we're basically everywhere and either play the show again or put the volume down and play the show. We are not connected to major platforms and uh, our, our ability to create advertisement revenue is limited. So we really could use your support. I hope you enjoyed the show today. The episode is over. Let's listen to one more track. Was the season turned to hooligan, hooligan, you 
said that you'll never, never do it again And of course he won't uh, Not until the next time He was the sweet and tender hooligan Hooligan who swore that he'll never, never do it again And of course he won't uh, Not until the next time Poor old man He had an accident with a three-bar-fire But that's okay Something came from Baltimore, from Baltimore.